Welcome to Musings with Miss Alice, a podcast filled with inner thoughts and reflections on music, education, identity, and all the intersections to liberate and be free. Take a listen, tune in, let's explore what's within. Welcome everyone to Musings with Miss Alice. I'm Alice Toy, and I'm coming to you on the unceded land of the Munsee Lenape and Canarsie peoples, also known as Brooklyn, New York. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I identify as an Asian American, specifically ABC, American-born Chinese daughter of immigrants. Follow and connect with me on Instagram at musicwithmissalice, Twitter at alicehansoy, and take a screenshot of the podcast and tag me in it. When I first started this podcast mid-March, it was pre-Atlanta shooting, but in the midst of lots of anti-Asian hate and racism. A year from full quarantine and just a year of a lot. As April, May, and June rolled on, I just felt utter exhaustion from teaching, speaking, and simply just being on for what had seemed like forever. By the end of June, I was ready to really mentally take a break. And when people asked me what I wanted to do with my time off, I really just responded that I wanted just a few days of doing nothing. As someone with a constantly thinking, planning, organizing mind, I wanted to just sit down and breathe. I have a really hard time just staying mentally still and Even though I wanted a few days of doing nothing, inevitably, I plunged into more teaching, speaking, and doing. And don't get me wrong, I'm always truly so grateful for the opportunities to learn, grow, and work with other phenomenal people in and outside of music education. But it's just a lot. For people who aren't teachers, I think it is really hard to fully relate what it is like to be on all day in front of children. From the moment I step inside my school building, wait, no. From the moment I step out my home and go on my commute to work, I am texting colleagues about what is happening that day at school, thinking through critical questions to ask my students, trying to finish my morning tea and on-the-go breakfast before I step into the school building. And then it really is just go, go, go. I love teaching so much, and I will always love all the children that I serve. The physical and mental toll of it all through doing that during a pandemic is something I did not ever really sit down and process. I also felt the constant negotiation of responding to anti-Asian sentiment and my own time alone to process what I had personally experienced. Personally, I continued to receive hateful DMs on social media filled with obscenities and while I would often ignore what was being sent because so much of it was truly ridiculous, some of them were just really offensive to say the least. I also had an experience before the school year ended where I was waiting outside the vet's office with one of my dogs and crouched down next to her since it was a busy street, at least traffic-wise. Someone passed by and threw or poured water, or at least what I thought was water, on me while I was with my dog. 
my physical reaction was so utterly slow because I was so surprised it happened. But what then really made me feel so mad and frustrated was to see a white man across from me on this block, the only person who saw it happen, just shake his head in sympathy, I guess, but not do anything. I almost felt more mad at this person than the actual person who threw water at me. I did not know if I wanted to feel lucky that it was not anything worse or blatantly upset that the bystander who watched it happen did nothing. It's moments like these why I speak so much about being an upstander. And even though I took trainings on being a more active bystander and really an upstander, I felt truly frozen when it happened to me. This happened on the same day, literally hours after I found out that I was nominated for a Grammy. How could I have such an experience happen to me when I had just found out this incredible news? I just had no idea how to react. Another instance that happened was when I wore a Stop Asian Hate mask on the bus, which I wear a lot in general. Near the end of my ride, a white man asked me, is it really that bad? I asked what he meant, and he said, I've been seeing the attacks on Asians on the news, but is it really that bad? And I said, yes, there have been a lot of attacks, expecting that to be the end of the conversation. His next words were, well, don't you think you're taking away from Black and Latino people for wearing this mask? And I said, no, we can fight for equity for us all. Luckily, I was only a stop away when he started on a lecture of, quote, well, that's true, but Black and Latino people have suffered so much in comparison. I had to tune him out and just turn up the volume of my headphones at that point as I exited the bus. This is just one of the multiple instances or conversations people try to have with me when pitting people of the global majority against each other. It is extremely gaslighting each time. And I just wanted to stop because if you know me or anything I stand for, I want and fight for justice and liberation for all BIPOC, all BBIA, all folks of the global majority. Every time anyone thinks otherwise, especially other educators, it is incredibly disheartening. But it's not about what other people think. And as summer continued along and through the different commitments I had, I've really tried to find small pockets of time to uncomfortably resist the need to produce and work towards a product or really even explain anything that I did. I've been playing piano more, caring for my now tons of plants, taking long walks with my dogs, and just taking time to be. As a lot of people eagerly wanted to socialize after a year of the pandemic, I was just so exhausted by it that I really wanted to be alone, to not always be quote-unquote on. And through this time, I feel like I have been slowly processing what I needed for no other person but me. And I'm still processing a lot of this.
I've also been watching a lot of Olympics, which have been really controversial this year, but particularly watching gymnastics. And if you haven't yet already, I highly recommend watching the series Golden, which really shares the back scenes and stories of gymnasts. I've been really inspired listening to Simone Biles share her stories on mental health, as well as Naomi Osaka, who's not a gymnast and is a tennis player, but someone who I really admire as well. And just listening to their stories, I'm so appreciative of their vulnerability and honesty in doing so. I've also been really overjoyed with Suni Lee as such an incredible person for the Asian American community and part of the Asian American community and in particular for her family and the Hmong community. In one particular interview, Suni shared that her mantra is, quote unquote, nothing more, nothing less. And when she was asked why this was her mantra, Suni said, quote, because my normal is good enough. This is something that I've been striving to continuously tell myself as we continue to live and survive in this pandemic. We are all reeling from and living through trauma. I don't think I'm done processing and I'm not sure anyone ever quote unquote finishes processing. As we are over halfway through the summer and with some school year scaries definitely creeping into my mind, I'm hoping to continue taking time for me to simply be, to heal, to reflect, and to resist. Because my normal is good enough, even though I always want more. Because my normal is good enough, and I can make time for just me. I hope you can make time for just you too. Thanks for listening to my musings. Connect with me, Alice Toy, on Instagram at Music with Miss Alice. Let me know what you're thinking. Until next time, keep musing on and listen to your own musings.